and welcome to the Why Behind the What. My name is Nathan Elbert, and as always, I am so glad you are listening today. We are on season two of this podcast, which is focusing on ancient contemplative spirituality for today's transformation. My goal every episode is to introduce you to an ancient spiritual practice that I hope will revive your faith, heal your soul, and connect you with the divine, for that's what these have done for my life. In previous episodes, we've talked about silence, solitude, breath prayer, centering prayer, all of them building upon one another. And on this episode, we're going to talk about journaling. Yes, we're going to go all Dear Diary on this one. Are diaries still a thing, by the way? I mean, do people still do that? Like, Dear Diary? I feel like kids just have social media now. They're like public diaries. Anyways, one of the first journals I ever got was during my freshman year of college. Now, I was never a journaler at the time, but my next-door neighbor in the dorm, his name was Ryan, and uh, he and I made a trip off campus and ended up in a bookstore probably at midnight. Uh, and I remember looking around the store and finding this really cool leather-bound journal that had this engraved cover on it. I think it had a dragon or something ridiculous. Ryan was like, oh, you should buy it, Nathan. And I was like, I don't have any cash. And yes, this was before debit cards. Um, and so I let it go. And then without realizing it, my buddy Ryan bought it and then surprised me with it a few years later or a few hours later. I mean, it was true love, that journal and I. That night, as we were hanging out until the wee hours of the morning, I started my first entry and it started as a typical journey journal cataloging what happened in the typical day, but it eventually transitioned into a prayer journal. And then since that time, for almost 20 some years, I have kept a similar journal. Uh, I have used it for prayer, notes, thoughts, sermon ideas, quotations I want to write down, things that I just want to get in my brain. But I know what you're thinking before we get too far. You want to know if I still have that original leather journal. Well, friends, lucky for you, I found that journal. I have it. (laughs) And I just read through some of the passages. It's so bad. And it's so epic. Uh, Oh, my gosh. I was such a child, basically. And I spent most of my time in my prayers praying for either girls or about dating But before we get even into that, I I know what you really want. You want me to read you the passages. You do, don't you? All right, it's epic. Here we go. You want the highlights? I've got them for you. My first entry uh, dated, let's see, November 11th, 2000. I shared that I thought, quote, it's amazing how many thoughts go on in your head and this journal is a good place to get them all down. I've already written three pages basically about nothing. Good start there, Nathan. From there, I journaled how I would hope I would not get mono from a buddy of mine who was in the Navy. Luckily, I documented the fact that I hadn't kissed him or anyone for that matter, so the odds are pretty good that I wouldn't get mono. Good job again, Nathan. Wise, glad you were wise enough not to kiss anyone with mono, fool. Eventually, the the entries transition into a prayer journal, and let me tell you, that's where it gets interesting. And by interesting, I mean completely fundamental. I mean, here's here's a passage. Quote, I pray that she knows she can only go to heaven if she accepts Jesus as her savior. She's been pretty hypocritical, so change her, God. 
Oh my gosh, I really wrote this stuff. Oh, here's another one. Lead him lead him away from the evil ways that has trapped that have trapped him. And of course, I had to ask God that God would give me quote Christian fellowship, and I prayed a lot of prayers that quote that they would turn to you for their salvation, end quote. One time I prayed for some fellow Christians and I said, quote, uh, I, I pray that, quote, they wouldn't become those weird Christians. And then every other, basically every other prayer was about some girl that I thought I might marry one day. Uh, and most of the journal makes me gag. And if anyone gets a hold of them or publishes them, I would probably be so embarrassed I'd rather bury myself in my own feces. Or I could, here's an idea. Since I previous episode I talked about doing confessions of a seminarian, maybe I could do confessions of a form of fundamentalists um, with references to my journal. But surprisingly, though, uh, I did pray that I could, quote, become a minister to people, end quote. So that one happened, probably because it was the only thing I prayed that wasn't completely fund- fundamentalist at all. But over and over, as I was reading through this journal, I prayed that I I still can't get over some of that stuff I wrote. Oh, my gosh. Um, Over and over, I prayed all sorts of things. But among them, I prayed that God would, um, that I would hear God's voice uh, among the noise and busyness of life, that I might see God in every aspect of my life. I prayed for the common good um, of so many of my friends and family members. And these are the prayers that make me gag a little less. i I feel like I'm, I was actually naming deep desires and honest passions for God. But even if what I journaled is somewhat vomit and laughter inducing, journaling became a regular practice in my life. And again, so for 20 years, I've been writing prayers. I've been uh, journaling desires or dreams, jotting down ideas that I have, making notes, cataloging quotes, um, and writing things down that I just want to carve into my soul and things that I want to reference later. Now, journaling is an ancient practice. I mean, some of the most famous, impactful spiritual books and memoirs are simply journal entries, actually. Uh, Whether it's St. Augustine's Confessions or Mother Teresa's um, Come Be My Light or works by Henry Nouwen, Thomas Merton, you name them. These are all works by spiritual leaders who journaled their thoughts, they journaled their desires, they journaled their spiritual journey, and they were published. Their words and prayers impact generations of people, while my words and prayers would be an embarrassment for generations of people. Yet the more I've journaled, the more I realized it really has become a powerful spiritual rhythm for me. The act of writing down this stream of consciousness allows God to speak through our thoughts. God's still small voice somehow bubbles up to the surface as we write down thoughts and dreams and desires and prayers. Journaling also gives a voice and a place to capture our longings. And a journal then becomes a a basic time capsule and a container for our prayers. It's something we can go back to and reread and be embarrassed or uh, see how and when and if God was working in our lives. And even if they're incredibly embarrassing, I found it refreshing to see how certain prayers have evolved, how certain prayers I've st- have stayed the same or have followed a pattern. Um, and for me, it's a joy to see how the divine has 
answered particular prayers or how life experiences have happened um, that were an answer to a question I had asked years before. A handful of years ago, actually, I was leading a, a silent retreat for a bunch of high school students. We brought them to a monastery and we took away all their technologies, no phones, no watches, no Fitbits, no Wi-Fi. We gave them a journal, we gave them a pen, and for an entire day, we spent time in silence and solitude. Every hour, we had, we had a different theme every hour, so every hour our students did a, a different practice or activity uh, to try, and then we gave them time to journal their reactions for the rest of that hour uh, by themselves. And by the end of this eight-hour retreat, it was crazy. Young, one young woman had almost filled the entire journal. Uh, she mentioned how cathartic it was to get out all of her thoughts and all the things swirling around in her head down onto a sheet of paper. Uh, she said it allowed her to release her anxiety and stress and nervousness and, in a sense, physically put it somewhere else, somewhere where it wouldn't in interfere with her mind that day. And so for her, a journal became truly a container for all that was in her mind. But another student... Uh, she said it was through silence and then through journaling that she felt as if she finally heard from the divine. For her, this day, she said, um, became one of the most profound spiritual experiences of her life. Crazy. Maybe it was an overstatement, but maybe it was true. Uh, she mentioned that it enabled her to actually um, be with God and, and listen for God rather than just going to some Christian camp or an event where she was learning about God. And so for her, journaling became this tangible practice that she then could take into her daily life to connect with God no matter where she was. So journaling can become this tool that settles the noise in our minds, that we do this by putting it all on paper. Things we are thinking about, dreaming about, stressing about, it, all can, it can all be released onto a few pages of paper, and it can free our minds and allow us then to be present to the moment or the people around us. I mean, even writing down your goals, for, for instance, I've read that it increases the likelihood of you accomplishing your goals by 40%. Just by writing them in a journal or writing them down, you're more likely to complete those goals. So there are great benefits, uh, not only for our well-being, but also for our spiritual life. The more we journal, the more we begin to hear not only our soul's deep longings, but also the voice of the divine. If you want to start journaling, well, find a journal. Um, I'd, I'd encourage that, first off. I'm a big fan of blank-paged uh, moleskins. I'll put a link in the show notes for the ones I get, but I love those. Just blank pages. They're real thin. They can fit in your pocket almost. Um, but I would encourage you to be analog with writing your prayers. Don't use a computer. Um, there's something about handwriting rather than typing um, that is an incredible process for our minds, right? We, we see it, we write it, we hear it. Um, it's, it's using multiple senses. So if you want to start journaling, you can begin simply by journaling prayers as you would writing a letter. Uh, simply address it to God. And you can craft this letter, uh, you can describe God's character, you can give thanks for who God is, you can list what you appreciate about the divine and about faith. Um, you may feel like writing for t particular people, um, Just that's fine, just don't pray how I first prayed for people, as I read that earlier. Don't do that. That's what not to do. 
But take your time, uh, because a specific person may pop up as you're writing. Maybe you need this journal simply to be a place that captures every and all thoughts. I mean, maybe you're overwhelmed and stressed, and so you need a place to vent. You need a place to let your mind wander and just get it all on a page. So if that's the case, just simply write as thoughts come. Let it literally be stream of consciousness. Be raw, be open, be real as you want. Everything that is swirling around in your mind, get it on that page. And as you go, I think you'll see, perhaps as you come to an end, uh, you'll write a sentence or two that'll really solidify and filter your thoughts. And then maybe at that point, you may just want to write a prayer asking God for clarity or illumination or discernment on what you've been writing. I've found journaling to be an awesome funnel for deep thoughts and, and desires. And that the more we write, somehow the more we're able to filter out all our random thoughts and it brings focus on our thoughts and our desires um, that we've either been ignoring or too distracted to notice. Or sometimes it's just surprising that um, what will be written down on the page is something deep, a deep desire that you've had that you didn't have words for. So as you journal, let your mind pour out thoughts through your hand, through the ink, and onto the page. And somehow in that process, I think you'll see not only deep desires you have for your life, but deep desires that you have to know the divine. And then, once your mind settle uh, seems to settle, or it seems like there's nothing else to write, or your hand hurts too much from writing, just end your prayer. You can end it with an amen or thanks be to God. And as you end, just trust that God spoke to you through those thoughts. Trust that uh, this was what you needed. Trust that uh, the divine hears all prayers, whether they're spoken, written, or uh, are silent. And be reminded that just as a journal captures and holds your thoughts, uh, prayers, and deep longings, so too does God hold those as well. Like all these practices that we've been taking about, they take time and they take time to become a habit and they take practice. So I encourage you to to pick up a few of these uh, and try them every day. If journaling resonates with you, do it every day. Make it a habit, um, which means you'll probably need to do it like 60 times in a row before it becomes a habit. Only then after it becomes a habit, I think a lot of these practices will see exponential benefits. But pick a handful and just commit to doing these every single day. And I think as you journal, as you sit in silence, as you do the breath prayers, you continue in centering prayer, as you build on all these practices, you're going to start experiencing the mystery that is the divine. You'll start experiencing mystical things uh, that is from the divine, and you will... um, and be enjoying these contemplative practices in a way as they open up your soul to God and as God does a good work within you as you do that. So if you would, as we end this episode, uh, please, if you've got the time, um, go leave a review on iTunes. You know what I'll do? I will journal a prayer for you, you know, and it won't even be a fundamental prayer. I mean, it'll be like nice. Um, but that is a huge help. If you could just go onto iTunes, um, go onto the show page, uh, you'll see write a review. You just click how many stars you want. <clears throat> five, five is great. 
Okay, four is fine too. Um, but then just write a sentence or two. Uh, that would be really beneficial. That actually helps uh, iTunes and Apple spread that out and push that to more people so more people can have the opportunity to find this podcast. If you haven't subscribed, uh, please do. Uh, we are on Overcast, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, and wherever podcasts are found. Um, and if you like this podcast, let others know about it. Please share this on social media. Again, that helps us out. Be sure helps us out. Who's us? Uh, me. It helps me out. Whatever. It helps me out. Just go do that. Um, be sure to check out the show notes. You can learn more at my website, nathanalbert.com. There you can subscribe to my newsletter, uh, buy a book, read a bio about me if you want. There's a fun picture of my family. Um, but until next time, get that journal. Start writing. Pour your thoughts and desires onto a page, all the while listening for the divine. And as you do, may you have calm. May you have peace. May you have happiness.